Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. One hour to go before the long weekend. Uh, check out her poll question. At Matt Rose, YYC, at George Russick. Yeah. As a Calgary sports fan, how uh-huh. invested are you in the Blue Jays' playoff run? I have a Jays tattoo. I'm in if they go deep. Meh. Go Flames. Right now, Maddie. Yep. I have a Jays tattoo leading the way at 36.4%. Uh, you know what? Someone replied, and and they had the best. Uh, what encapsulated me? Like I went with the I went I went with the same thing with the the tattoo. No, what did I vote? I voted if they go deep. That's what I'm going to get dialed in because I, I'm not a tattoo guy. But we need one for. I'm going to watch every game, but I also I I'm not going to do tattoos. That's not it. You know, we have to. Mm. Yeah. How many of our listeners have a flames tattoo? You got to love the team if you get the logo on there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's always such a maybe 5% of Calgarians, but a lot more of the type of, I don't know, big name individuals, I guess, if that makes sense. Perhaps. Uh, it absolutely does. Mm, you got to turn your, you turn your mic. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I was, I was. Uh, what also makes sense is um, we're going to play Dragon's Breath later on this hour. Some hot takes. The hottest of hot flames takes possible uh, will be uh, had. Julian McKenzie of The Athletic is going to join us. I'm super excited for that. Uh, joining us right now uh, from the Calgary Flames uh, to talk about an incredible initiative by the team, uh, Catherine Truscott. Catherine, how are you? Good morning. How are you? We're great. Um, how important is it? Uh, because this this team means so much to the city, and the support you get is just so incredible that you give back to the city of Calgary. For sure, yeah. We do our best, and we really do need to thank our fans and, and people in the community for supporting us and supporting our 50-50. It's really important as, as this is what drives our initiatives, and um, we just really want to make sure that we give a shout-out to all those fans and um, folks that are buying the 50-50 tickets. So the press release is just dropped. Can you just uh, tell our listeners what the Calgary Flames have just announced to kind of celebrate Thanksgiving with local critical food services? Yeah, for sure. So on the eve of Thanksgiving weekend, we are donating $500,000 to various food banks in the region and uh, nutrition programs. So five local food banks and several of the nutrition programs around the city and southern Alberta. Now, we know that now... You know, nutrition and making sure everyone is properly fed is more important than ever. Um, Why was this something that the Flames Foundation looked at and said, this is the time to act? Well, for sure. We had lots of discussions, right? And at this time, it's it's everywhere in the news. and, And food security is a priority in our view right now, particularly as we gather for Thanksgiving, as you mentioned. So we acknowledge that this is going to be, you know, a difficult time for so many people. And we'd like to support the best we can. And so... This is why we, you know, we took these steps for this weekend, particularly in the timing. Uh, Catherine, how easy are these meetings to say, okay, here's the idea. We want to donate a ton of money to the community <laughs> and help people who are a little underprivileged. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, I mean, it can be tough because uh, there's so many to choose from and so many great groups doing great things. So we just tried to focus on the critical needs and, and the groups and organizations that are getting those services directly to the people as quickly as possible. Um, so then in the end, it's a great, you know, a great conversation because we're, we're doing the best we can and supporting as we can. 
Um, but you know, there's, it's always, uh, how do we whittle this down? How do we, how do we choose? Um, so like I said, we try to, to focus in on, on the critical needs and, um, the, you know, the quick deployment of those services. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the nutrition programs that uh, you're working with? Yeah, so you're probably familiar with some of them. So there's brown bagging for kids that supplied lunches to kids in schools. Um, Meals on Wheels does a hot soup program. Uh, most people are quite familiar with the Calgary Drop-In Centre and what they provide um, on a daily basis. Um, they're available there for meals, you know, all day long for folks that don't have access to that. And same with the mustard seed. Um, and I would say the same from in from the cold. So most of them are um, providing things on a daily basis where people who don't have access to healthy food and um, nutrition would have access to the, either the centers or through the mm-hmm. program delivery through schools. So the above donations are totaling a charitable contribution of $500,000, which is awesome. And that's a lot of money that's built up through the 50-50. Um, so certainly want to encourage fans, listeners alike to uh, contribute when you can, because those things get pretty high too. Uh, I always like to throw a couple in once they get up there as well. It wouldn't be a nice little uh, add yeah. to the bank account too. But how are some ways that our listeners can kind of support um, the 50-50 being one of them? Uh, yeah, the 50, well, to, to lead off our uh, regular season, we're having a multi-day draw, so that should be a great one to participate Ooh. in. Um, and so we're yeah, hoping that uh, there will be that level of participation to grow that jackpot. Um, obviously, the bigger it grows, the more people and charities we can support. Um, other ways are through our um, Flames Foundation site um, or even directly to some of these groups you know, that we've mentioned and, and chatted about that you can donate directly to them, and, and they would really, really... Um, appreciate the support this time. Um, Catherine, just to piggyback on that point, uh, from those groups you've talked to, like if, if somebody wanted just to donate some food or some clothing, uh, what should they do? What are the things that these organizations are looking for the most? Yeah, well, they all look for different things at different points in the year. And I think right now, obviously, as we touched on, food is a critical need right now. Um, I would recommend getting in touch with them directly uh, to see what each individual's organization's um, needs are in particular but as we've identified we believe it's food right now and and the response from these groups um kind of indicated the same thing is that they are desperate and the prices have gone up and and so this is a real challenge for them at this point in time uh just great news the flames donating mm-hmm. five hundred thousand dollars to local critical food services Catherine truscott is the executive director of the flames foundation Catherine, thanks for your time this morning yeah thanks for having me uh, just a great cause, uh, especially this time of year. Uh, right around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and Christmas just hit differently uh, when uh, when some people need help out there. And uh, do what you can to help these people out. Calgary Food Bank, Lethbridge Food Bank, Red Deer Food Bank, Airdrie Food Bank, and the Medicine Hat Food Bank all uh, getting some support here as well. And then all of the uh, outstanding kind of initiatives that Catherine had mentioned there too. So uh, a great initiative by the Flames, yeah. and we love that. And you know what else we love is Thanksgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's the final show before uh, our long weekend. It is. Three days off. We'll be back Tuesday for the big show. Um, I just uh, mentioned in our poll question about uh, tattoos and the the Blue Jays. I have a Blue Jays tattoo. Yeah. There was an absolute banger of a text I have to share. Um, Because I asked, uh, do you you have a Flames tattoo? Do you know people's Flames tattoo? Uh, Sure. My wife's name is Carol. Uh Her name is tattooed over my heart. The C is a Flaming C black logo. (laughs) Ha! That's awesome. He's got two loves. Yes. Carol and the Flaming Sea. I do like that quite a bit.
And right over the heart, too. How sweet. That is very sweet. Um, true fans uh, have it on the old butt cheek, too, on the text line 960-960. You know what? Chivalry isn't dead. Yeah. That's what I get from that top text. Like, I mentioned a tattoo uh, in the text for coming in at 960-960. I have a Flames tattoo, Dylan from the Foothills. Like, the only time I have a problem with people getting tattoos is when you prematurely get a title tattoo for your team. You know, the people who are like, oh, Chiefs 12-0 and 0 at, at three yeah. months into the season. I'm getting the Super Bowl tattoo on them. No, never works. Always a jinx. I hate those. Um, I got a Flames tattoo as soon as they made it to the cup final in 04. Sure. As long as you didn't say that it was a Stanley Cup champion. Although in 2004, they technically did win the cup. Not technically. Well, that Marty Jelena, was it in? Yeah, it was in. Okay. I don't understand how we, this is an aside to what we want to do straight ahead, but, and I've asked this question to Elliot Friedman because the league is trying to bake in a chip into the puck, but the puck is different. It feels different to the players and stuff. Yeah. With all this technology, you know, in, in the world, like you, uh, you have the world at your fingertips in your hand with your, with your cell phone. We can't figure up that we can't figure out that a puck crosses a line in tennis. They can tell you 137 mile an hour serve to a millimeter where it hits on the court, and we can't figure out when the puck slides over the line fully? We don't have that technology? No, it changes the pucks too much, George. They don't slide the same. I remember that, and I was like, no, you guys are just rusty coming back from the offseason. Figure it out and learn to play with these pucks because I want this information. Yeah, we should know because there's some controversy that happens sometimes. Whether the puck is over or not. Um, this is a great one on 960960. Uh, please include your name and location. We, we want to give you credit. Um, I'm 52 with no tattoos. If the Flames win the cup, I'm getting a Stanley Cup tattoo. Sure. Yeah, that's that's a really good reason. Get it after then. On and your leg, right? Are you getting it on the leg? Uh, full calf. Sure. Like uh, whoever ends up hoisting the the big mug. Get that? the The full image. Or maybe there's like an iconic goal celebration or something like that you can get tattooed right on the back of the uh, calf. That's a nice canvas. That is a nice canvas. Uh, but if you have a hairy drumstick, sometimes it's hard to see the tattoo. Yeah, but yeah, okay, sure. I guess some people it's not a great canvas. Um, I love the flames. Literally uh, bleed red, laugh out loud. Uh, but to tattoo a team logo on my body, they better pay me the league minimum. minimum. Dustin. <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> like you're giving the flames free uh, I'm advertising for you, bro. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you got to love your team and get a tattoo. Yeah. But oh. again, the Stanley cup thing, I totally get. Uh, it drives me nuts. Cause what that would mean to the city. Cause obviously there's, there's still a lot of people um, around who remember the 89 championship. Can I share an 89 Stanley cup championship, a story with you? I would love nothing that more you, that nobody has ever heard on this radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, Rick Natras. Yes. Uh, good old Rickster, obviously on the blue line of the 89 cup team. Sure was. And if you've ever met Rick Natras, he's a large individual, like mitts that you wouldn't believe. You would not want to get punched in the face by Rick Natras's hands. He used to do, um, Leafs pregame and postgame, uh, for us at the fan five, Naughty in Toronto years ago. And the best thing about Rickster was, uh, he lived on Fruitland road right off Fruitland Road on the QEW. Sure. And he used to come in always reeking of cigarette of, of uh, stogies because he'd be crushing those stogies Good for on him. the way to work Yeah, uh, before he uh, would jump on the air. And uh, growing up a Habs fan as a child, 
I remember I cried when the Flames beat the Habs in the Stanley Cup final in 1989. Sure. And I go, Rickster, I go, thanks for making me cry as a child when your Flames beat the Habs in 1989. And he goes, it was my pleasure, bud. (laughs) Best Rick Natras thing ever. It was my pleasure. It was my pleasure, bud. Just like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Right on. And he like he rocked that thing a lot, too. He wore it yeah, a lot. And and why wouldn't you? Flashed it at you and yeah. walked away. It was my pleasure, bud. <laughs> Rickster's a great guy. And sometimes you get a little combative with the listeners where he kind of like challenged them. It's like, oh. And then I got another good Rick Natras story. Please. Yeah, I like this. Uh, real quick. Uh, Rick Natras um, told me one season uh, he played with a broken foot uh, for pretty much the entire year. And he goes, bud, I'd be in the airport, $1,500 Hugo Boss suit, flip-flops after six perks and six beers. I'm like, Jesus, Rickster. Wouldn't feel a thing, bud. Played an entire season with a broken foot, he told me. And he'd have to walk around flip-flops because his foot was so swollen. That's like uh, I, I listened to an interview Dave Grohl did recently. And they were like, what's your pregame routine? Two beers, two Advils, doesn't change. Two Coors Lights, two yeah. Advils. Six beers, and six I, perks, flip-flop. I can't stress this point enough. Rickster is an enormous human being. I could not imagine getting body-checked or punched in the face by Rick Natras. He's listed at 6'3", 220. Yeah, he's just a huge human being. Yeah, it's a big dude. Yeah, he is a big dude, and a super, super nice man. Uh, we should maybe have him on the show one yeah, time. Yeah, that'd be great. Rickster, he's great. Is he still doing any? I don't think he's doing analysis anymore. No, I don't think he is. But we. Can but I'm sure he it. could give yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, of course, whatever. he still yeah, watches no it, and he's a member of the '89 Cup team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're getting a lot of tattoos. Uh, it's the best about um, potentially if you have a Flames tattoo because you got to love your team if you get a tattoo. You absolutely have to love your team if you get a tattoo. How how bad is it if you have like the old logo? Because some teams change their logos a little bit. Yeah. Like, if you get a Habs tattoo, that thing hasn't changed for years. No, it's been the same for, what, yeah. a millennia? Right. Uh, the Leafs changed their logo. Yeah. They have that a new, older school um, it was old-looking thing. And then it yeah. was sharp edges, and now it's yeah. back to fluffy leaves. Like, the TML thing they had was the dumbest thing awful. ever. Like, that futuristic TML, awful, and it was like silver sparkles. Mm. Just terrible. Do you I think, like- is there anybody out there listening who have the flaming horse head tattoo? Oh, I, I was about to say that. Blasty. I guarantee there are people in my... Yeah, it's Blasty. Uh, people right in my kind of bracket, Blasty would probably be the tattoo, maybe even more so than some Flaming Seas. Really? For a very small portion of an age group where Blasty reigned supreme, which is right up my alley. I don't have a Blasty tattoo, mm. but I'd ponder it. Maybe. Okay. You think they'll ever bring those sweaters back? The reverse retros that yeah. they had, the black ones. Oh yeah, I think, I think so. I think, I think soon. I, I think the old school ones they were now are beautiful. Like I, it, it would have to be the third, right? Yeah, and with everything course. going on with the jersey deals and all that type of jazz, because the Flames right now do have like an elite NHL uniform, one hundred percent. The home and away kits, both Chef's Kiss, yeah. elite. But I would love to see Blasty come back for a third, a little reverse retro. I like the way that they did those black oh. ones. They were quite good. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, my friend has the Chief Wahoo of the Cleveland Indians tattooed oh. on his calf. They don't use that logo, and they use they don't use that name anymore. Oh, oh boy. No. Uh, that logo's a little, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's not the logo you want.
No. It's right beside his Washington Redskin logo, ah. too. Yeah. He's just trying to offend as many people as possible. <laughs> yeah, not ideal. Um, before we get to Julie McKenzie, we're going to play Dragon's Breath, which is the hottest of hot Flames takes. So hot, in fact, that a dragon spits them out. Uh, the Flames wrap up their preseason tonight mm-hmm. against the Winnipeg Jets down at the Dome. We'll have it for you right here on Sportsnet 960. Puck drop just after seven. Flames warm up with Steinberg and Labardius at six. But um, what are you looking for here in the preseason finale? What are the, some of the things that you have your eye on tonight as we finally wrap up the eighth game of the fake season? Well, there's three things that I kind of have been very intrigued by over the course of training camp. Number one has been the play of Dan Vladar and, and really the play of the goaltenders as a whole. Dustin Wolf had a pretty solid camp as well. It, it's one of the positions that I do think the team is deeper, but I do also wonder, Daryl Sutter, traditionally a guy who likes to ride his horse, how many games are we going to see for Jacob Markstrom, even if Dan Vladar does play very well. Now, the thing is, Dan played really well out of the gate last season. He had a handful of shutouts early on. He was really strong, but then he had a couple of bad games coming out of the pandemic break and maybe lost the support of the coaching staff, but early on um, has been getting a lot of praises. So that's going to be number one. Just see what the kind of goaltending is. Do you see him managing him a little more this season? Because even Jay Woodcroft, remember last year when it was Chirping done? Him he played way too much and he wasn't rested. And Mike Smith was rested because he dealt with those injuries and looked a lot fresher. Like, I don't know if um, he cares. I don't think he cares what Jay Woodcroft says, frankly, at all. But the numbers dictate. Like, they have these X number of games you play. Like for and me, I know old school, like Marty Berdur, Patrick Waugh playing all these games, and those guys won Stanley Cups and didn't affect them. But it's a different game now. We know so much more about performance and sports science. Like, it's just there's always feels like that sweet spot. What's Markstrom's sweet spot with games played this season, you think? I think it's somewhere between 50 and 60. But the thing is, this is a, a, a team and a coaching staff that look at every game as a must-win game. Whereas I think a lot of the fan base and, you know, even media alike will be like, okay, you got... Take the long view. Columbus isn't a a good example anymore because Johnny's there, but that used to be like my go-to who gives a hell about these guys type of team. But it would be like, oh, it's a game on a Tuesday in November against the Devils. Like, who cares if you win or lose it, really? Put Dan Vladar in the net. This, This is a team that will not accept that mentality and I, I I I'm fully with them on that mm-hmm. and as a result if Dan Vladar isn't getting the trust of the head coach what the sweet spot is for Jacob Markstrom is irrelevant because he's going to play to win games so I that that's kind of the way I see it the sweet spot is 50 to 60 right but I don't know if it's something that they think about I think that it's more like yeah we we like we have an idea but at the same time, you got to win every game. You got to go out and win a game. And who's going to give us the best chance? Uh, I wonder uh, if our dragon is going to spit out a goaltending take in Uh-oh. Dragon's Breath. That definitely could happen. So you have your eye on that. What else do you have on your eye on tonight in the preseason finale? Who's playing with who on the blue line? The head coach did not like how the pairs worked out in that last game in Winnipeg, and appropriately so. They they got slacked pretty good, 5 nothing, uh, as... Nikita Zadorov said they kicked our ass. 
So I'm intrigued to see what the pairs end up being. I feel like they're going to probably reunite Hannafin and Anderson, and maybe we get Weger and Tanev for another game, although I haven't loved that pairing together early on in the season. Does Zadorov get that big four bump, and do we see someone else, and do you really look at it as like, wow, look at these three, two pairs? Like, if you put any of these pairs on a team, it would be a good second pair? I don't know. So that's mm-hmm. one of my other questions is how are the blue line going to be trotted out per yeah. se? How fluid is the PK pair on this team right now? So this is another thing, right? Erica Branson and Chris Tanev were the number one PK guys. They did like a minute 15 on every penalty kill last season. And Branson is gone. And I feel like they are maybe scrambling to try and find someone to play with Tanev. Because Hannafin and Anderson are the other two. And, you know, Uyghur and Zadorov are very good players, but they are not necessarily, you know, exceptional sit back in your own defensive zone and try and shut down a cycle, that type of, you know, they're, they're not the, the stereotypical penalty kill type mm-hmm. of defenseman. Good against the rush. Zadorov is big, but... Sometimes the decision-making leaves you scratching your head a little bit, but mm-hmm. he has also improved in that sense. So that that's going to be a big question, is who is going to be that fourth defenseman they used to kill penalties? Are you going to glean anything from the power play tonight? Mm, we'll see. Mo- the only thing I'll glean is who's on it. I don't really... Results are what they are, but the one thing that I'll be looking for is who are they trying to work together? Who are they trying right. to actually that that's that's what I'm gonna be intrigued by is the personnel more so than the process. Because I it's five good players. They'll figure it out. Um this is something we can ask Julian McKenzie. Are you concerned at all about Tyler Toffoli's foot speed on the top line? No, because honestly, I feel like it's actually been okay in the preseason watching him. Like he looks like he's taking a step compared to last season. Like, I don't know if he had something bothering him last year since he came over from Montreal or something like that, but he's taking a step forward and like Lindholm and Huberto are good skaters, but they're not, they're not Kempe. They're not McDavid. They're not Gaudreau. I don't know if that's, it's not going to be a line that's just ripping up and down the ice. Like they're going to be more surgical and methodical, I think in, in kind of their process. It's not just going to be blow by wide and, one-on-one with a goalie, figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, lots uh, to digest tonight after their preseason finale. Finally, their eighth game of the preseason. Oh, my God. It's about time. It's over. Do it for real Thursday. We'll have it all for you right here on Sportsnet 960. Puck drop just after seven. Flames and Jets. Uh, before we get to Julian McKenzie and Dragon's Breath, uh, Lotto Max is over $120 million in prizes up for grabs tonight with a jackpot of an estimated $70 million plus an estimated 56 max millions. That's over 120 million reasons to get ready to maximize your dreams. Dream to the max with Lotto Max and Friday's estimated combined prizes of over $120 million. Must be of legal age. Um, If you love, it could be that, but it might be this. If you hated, it could be that, but it might be this. I think Dragon's Breath is going to be a very polarizing game on this radio station. Some people are going to really enjoy hearing dragon sound effects, and some people are not. But we're going to do it anyway next. It's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I'm fired up and ready to go. Uh, Alex, let's do it. Let's fire it up. 
It's now time for the hottest of hot Calgary Flames takes. So hot, in fact, that we needed the help of our Sportsnet 960, the fan dragon, Fanny. This is Dragon's Breath. Here's your host, George Russick, who, by the way, is fluent in Dragon. Yeah, I took it year one at Niagara College in broadcasting school, Dragon. I did Italian. Oh, wow. Yeah. I speak Dragon. I don't. Um, I brought the Dragon over from Toronto. Uh, it's now Sportsnet 960's The Fan, the Fanny. Dra- the Dragon has a name. It's the Dragon Fanny. Fanny, yeah. She's, she spits out ridiculously hot Calgary Flames takes now. She's been watching the team, watching the preseason, and she's ready to share some ridiculously smoking hot takes. You guys ready for take number one? Let's do it. All right, hit it. Ooh, okay. There it is. Oh, all right. Little. Yeah. Uh, Julian, we'll start with you. This is the Dragon's take. Because of Dan Vladar's spectacular preseason play and goal, it should be closer to a 50-50 split between him and Jacob Markstrom this season. Um, If <laughs> Jacob Markstrom feels that way, if 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 the way that he's playing kind of sort of dictates that way, I don't think the Flames should have a problem with that. Dan Vladar has been the best player for the Flames all preseason long. I believe he's in a contract year. There's a lot at stake for a player like Dan Vladar. He could be very well playing for another team. Uh, he could be auditioning for another team. Let's be real here because Dustin Wolf is waiting in the wings for his opportunities to play. Jacob Markstrom still could be around for a while. Dan Vladar has to ball out. If Jacob Markstrom, he seems like he's ready to go, feels he needs to take a few more nights off so he can get himself ready for the postseason, I think Dan Vladar, there's nothing wrong with the Flames going to him if they need to. 50-50, a little bit much. Okay. I'll stop myself short of that. See, that was very reasonable from Julian McKenzie, mm. and that's why he's here. He's the voice of reason for these smoking hot dragon takes. Uh, Matty Rose, tell me why Dan Vladar and Jacob Markstrom should be close to a 50-50 split this season. Well, it's because Dan Vladar has been so good in the preseason. You look at the work that this guy has done in the offseason. He showed up to Calgary early. That shows dedication. This isn't a guy who wants to come in for one year and sign somewhere else and go somewhere else. This is a guy who likes Calgary, and if he wants to stay in Calgary, he's going to need to play more. And to do that, you're going to need to play better. And I think that what we've seen in the preseason has been some very strong play from Dan Vladar. But granted, you look back at how he started last year, first 13 games, he played in 23. First 13 games, he went 8-3-1 with a 9.04 save percentage, a couple of shutouts in there as well. He was a good goaltender. He's got to continue to get better and better and better. But I think that this is a situation where Markstrom's going to be your guy in the playoffs. You can rest him. He's getting kind of old, George. He's, oh. he's getting up there in okay. age. Dan Vladar should play half of the games for oh. the Calgary. I, I love that you're selling it. It's Dragon's <laughs> Breath on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Wait, it's wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm going to sell this with a straight on. face Julian, every that, single week. Julian, I swear. This is how the game works. 32 years old. No. He's not 36? Yeah. He's not Ju- 37? Julian, that's he's the game. He's like he's getting up there at age. Yeah. It's a smoking hot take. And that's why uh, and this I makes have to try and breath. defend it. I, he's got to try to defend it. You're the voice of reason. Maddie's here 32. trying to make, you know, you know what, out of chicken salad. Like, that's that's what he's doing. 
I, it's right. the other way. You make yeah, chicken salad you know out of. Yeah, I'm not the best at analogies. Yeah, uh, I, I I think of games like Dragon's Breath. You think my brain is uh, <laughs> it's scattered. This is what I do. Uh, it is Dragon's Breath, uh, Calgary Flames edition. Matt Rose, Julian McKenzie from the Athletic, George Russick, Sportsnet 960 the fan. You guys ready for uh, hot take number two? Yeah, let's go. Uh, hit it, Alex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I think that's an elephant. No, no that's not. That's a dragon. Okay, ooh. I'm going to start with you, mm. Matt Rose, and then we'll go to Julian, who's going to refute the take. Okay. Michael Stone should be quarterbacking power play number one. Frankly, is there any other <laughs> option on this team? Okay. Right-handed <laughs> shot at a premium. The guy can just sit at the top and smoke bombs all season long. Who's one of the best passers in the league? No, it's not Johnny Gaudreau. Good try, but okay. it's Jonathan Huberto. Right. He's going to be on the bumper, teeing up Michael Stone with those humongous clappers. And yes, I know Michael Stone hasn't played a lot of the power play recently, but frankly, probably a little bit of the coaching. Um, you go back to his junior days. Uh, you guys know where Michael Stone played, played his junior? Right here in Calgary, Alberta. Yeah, yeah, sir, he did. 2008 and 2009 seasons. Uh, Michael Stone, 69 games played in each of those years. 19 tucks in the first one, 21 in the second. He had 14 on the power play in the first year, 15 on the power play in the second year. All this dude does is clap bombs, and he should be the wow. number one defenseman on the power play. Uh, Julian, that, that yeah, my, my, my boy, Matty Rose, uh, bringing up a strong case on Michael Stone should be quarterbacking power play number one. Uh, Julian, why shouldn't Michael Stone be quarterbacking power play number one? Because the Flames have other capable defensemen like Erasmus Anderson or Noah Hannafin <laughs> or Mackenzie Weger okay. who could do this. Um, and I, t- Michael Stone's been good the preseason. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when when they had that preseason game the other night, they did two forwards and three defensemen. We were all like, whoa, Michael Stone has found himself on a spot on the power play. And look, I, I don't have a problem with him being on any of those units for the Flames, I think. If he's on a second unit, if you really want to put him there, fine. But number one, uh, considering with the four forwards they might have on that unit, I think they need someone a little better than Michael Stone, especially mm. as, as the way we've seen their power play look throughout this preseason as well, where they've actually allowed a lot of shorthanded goals and they've had plays coming back the other way. Michael Stone is not that great defensively, mm. and I think he's one of the last defensemen you want uh, on the ice when things go wrong on a power play. Uh, so I don't think he should be quarterbacking PP1. Uh, Julian, you, you know that my man, Matty Rose over here, has a soft spot for Michael Stone. I love Michael Stone. I feel as if a lot of people here do. Yeah, they do. Uh, What's not to Nothing like? wrong with that. No, nothing wrong He's with nice. that at all. Uh, l- let's let's go take number three here. Um, uh, Alex, do, do you have take number three? Let's play it. Oh, you li- translate that? Well, you'll yeah. Listen, I took it at Niagara College in Welland yeah, Community College. Yeah, I know how to speak Dragon. It's one of my it's one of my fortes. Well, you know one of the dialects. I barely speak English. I can speak Serbian. Dragon. That's my three three languages right here. So, can um, you translate that, or are you just gonna? No, I'm I'm gonna tell you the take, and oh. Julian's gonna go first here. Uh, Julian's got to go against this take. Rasmus Anderson, Julian, will get nominated for the Norris this year. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's hot. I think, he's, 
That is very scolding, man. I don't know, man. Look, I, I think this year, I know he wants to shoot more. He might, you'll likely be on PP1, playing with Noah Hannafin. They established that chemistry from last year or however long they've been playing together. Um, we live in a world where Kale McCarr exists. We live in a world where Adam <laughs> Fox exists. We Roman live in a Yossi? world where your Roman Yossi yeah. is still playing at a very high level. You guys remember who won the Calder Trophy last year? Uh, Morris Sider. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty another good. defenseman. Uh, there's, there's him. Um, Rasmus Anderson could probably play the best hockey he's ever played in his life. And he might still come up fifth in, in Norris trophy voting. I don't think he gets a, a nod. Here's the thing. Okay. Rasmus Anderson is without a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt, going to be the number one defenseman on this team's top power play. So he's going to rack up a ton of points in yep. that sense, being the top power play, a uh, top defenseman on the power play. You're selling me right now. As a result, this guy's going to be what? 65, 70 points in his sleep. No problem. And on top of that, talk about the toughest competition he could face night in and night out. This guy goes 23 to 25 minutes every single night with Noah Hannafin riding shotgun, which is a good thing, but also a young defenseman. This isn't Quinn Hughes playing with Chris Tanev back in his heyday right this is a little bit different and in that sense I think that if this team goes and wins the division and he is a big part in shutting down Connor McDavid for all three of contests that they play in the regular season wow I think Rasmus Anderson will win the Norris Trophy you know what you have me so convinced I might have to go put a bet down on him to win the Norris odds would be pretty good they would be they'd be be very good (laughs) be long but be very good after what Matty Rose just sold me. Are you ready for the final take, Julian, of Dragon's Breath yes, Flames sir. edition on the big show on yep. Sportsnet 960 The Fan? Uh, Alex, let's hear the last one. Ooh. Okay. Hmm. We'll start with you, Julian, and we'll end with Matty Rose. Um, this is the Dragon's take. The Flames should deal Jacob Peltier and Noah Hannafin plus, plus, to Chicago for Patrick Kane. Whoa, whoa, what? Oh, man. Hot. I have to refute this? Yes. Oh, man. Look, Patrick Kane, hell of a player. Uh, man, I have to refute this? That, that I don't know if that's a bad deal. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Hey, hey Maddie's okay. Maddie is making a case okay. for Rasmus Anderson being nominated for the Norris. You can, okay. I'm sure, find some holes in this deal. Okay. You're, you're offloading one of your better defensemen, Noah Hannafin. I don't let me damn, like Patrick Kane is a guy they would need. They need some help on the wigs. I don't know if that's a bad move. I don't know if Chicago takes that trade, though. I mean, I wonder how much more they would want for a guy like Patrick Kane especially if there are teams out there mm. looking at the Toronto Maple Leafs who might be interested in a player like Patrick Kane. If that's, if that's what it takes to get uh, what's the plus plus, like, are we talking draft picks? Do the flames even yeah. first, first, round draft for capital? Sure. first round for sure. And then there's be the like, cap do the, dump. Flames, do yeah. the flames have enough draft capital to make that work? I get there's going to be that, uh, you know, the, the salary cap dumping here, but I, I wonder if that's even enough considering wow. the type of player that Patrick Kane is still in the National Hockey League. I mean, look, I, I could, I, you can't fault the Flames for trying, but I think there are other teams out there who might want a Patrick Kane a little bit better, and they mm. might put together a better offer, a better package. Does Patrick Kane even want to play in Chicago? That's a great question. Sorry, in, 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 in Calgary, I should say. Mm. Would he want that? 
Maybe that's another question you have to ask. Maybe, maybe man, that was really stuff. hard. Yeah, that's well, a really oh man, a, that was really hard. It's a special time on Dragon's Breath when maybe a take is so hot <laughs> that maybe both people <laughs> agree on it. Um, Maddie, uh, tell me why the Flames should deal Jacob Peltier, Noah Hannafin plus plus to the Hawks for Patty Kane. Matt Coronado is probably going to be coming out of college. He'll be replacing what you'll be perhaps losing in a Jacob Pelche via the deal there. you got another blue chip prospect. You still have your first round picks for the next three years, so you feel good about that. Uh, on top of all of those reasons, I think that something else here that's very important is the team needs a, a right wing scoring player. You look at what they've got a whole lot right now. Like Dylan Dubé has played well with Manjapani and with Kadri up until this point, but I think that you could really pencil someone in to maybe even bump Tyler Toffoli down a little bit. Patrick Kane go up and play with Lindholm and, and Huberto and all that type of jazz. That would work. And your blue line is stacked. Like, Hannafin is an excellent defenseman, but you don't necessarily need him day in and day out. Mm. So I feel like you might be able to make a little bit of a deal there, and, and he's on a really good contract, so I wonder if that's got a little bit more value for some other teams. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. Okay. Well, there's only one thing left to do, uh, Julian and Matt. It's determine who wins today's edition of Dragon's Breath. And just, just a little uh, heads up, uh, Fanny's super sensitive oh. and doesn't like when her takes are argued with oh. and generally leans to the person who agrees with her takes. But uh, Alex, uh, who wins Dragon's Breath today? Congratulations, Maddie Rose. You win the first inaugural edition Woo-hoo! of Dragon's Breath on Sportsnet 960, uh, the big show. Um, first, let's go to you, Julian. Uh, which dragon's take uh was the easiest to refute <laughs> um like the first few ones were pretty easy the rasmus norris trophy one i think was the easiest to win i <laughs> i just think with the with the plethora of great defensemen that are out there in the national hockey league today yeah even if rasmus anderson gets himself some votes and has himself a really great year yeah you're gonna have to wait for one of those big guys of the big three i mentioned to kind of fall off for him to get considered okay one of my big things for that one, I was like, man, did Raz get at least one Norris Trophy vote last year? And no, he didn't. So oh. they're, they're, I was, <laughs> was Chris Tanev did have a vote. Was that the toughest one for you to defend? Um, I'd say as much as I vehemently did it, it's definitely Michael Stone power play one. Okay. Like there's right. no way that I oh believe that God. that is a logical thing, but I, I, I really enjoyed the segment of just really leaning into some absolutely terrible yeah. takes. And I, I can't <laughs> wait um, to look at the text line because I'm sure a it's, lot of those takes were popping it's off. great. Going like, what are you talking about? It's yeah. like, yeah, that's the whole purpose of the game is we get a smoking hot take and one of our guests tries to make a case for it and the other one disagrees with it. Uh, Julian, before we let you go, um, oh, good Lord, uh, the Flames are playing their eighth preseason game tonight. No idea why they're playing eight. But what are some of the things you're looking at as they wrap things up against the Jets at the Dome? Uh, they're special teams. Uh, they they tried to they did a poor job against the Winnipeg Jets the other night, allowing all those shorthanded goals, all those turnovers in the defensive zone. They they specifically practiced special teams yesterday. Uh, they need another opportunity to get all those power play units going. That's the biggest thing I'm going to be looking at for them today, and also just establishing more chemistry between their their forward lines. The bunch of Pawnee line with Kadri and Dubé, they looked really good uh, earlier this week. Uh, Huberto, Toffoli, uh, Lindholm, those guys, they're still trying to find their footing together, even though we know how good of a player Jonathan Huberto is. 
there's that right defense spot, or at least there's that one defense spot where, you know, Oliver Shillington's still not available to the team. Uh, Nicolas Melush is still around uh, for the Flames as well. We're trying to, I'm trying to see if he is making a case for himself to be a seventh defenseman. Of course, Michael Stone is there too. I think there's still that one battle left uh, to look at if you're, if you're the Flames, but the most important thing is just seeing all those guys just play more with each other and just be better on special teams. Uh, I love it. Uh, Julian McKenzie covers the flames for the athletic Uh, Julian. Thanks for this. I look forward to seeing you down at the dome, pal. You know, what's funny. That'll be the first time we ever meet in person. I know I'm looking forward to that too. (laughs) And you you and I have done shows together, spent a lot of time talking on the phone and on the radio, and then we'll finally meet face to face. Thanks for this, pal. We'll see you soon. See you soon guys. Peace. Yeah. Um, there you go. Um, uh, honest, let's go around the room. Uh, honest assessment of dragon's breath. Uh, let's start with uh, producer Patrick Dumont. Patrick, your, your thoughts on dragon's breath. I love that. I, like, I, hot takes is what makes sports radio and sports media. Scorching so hot great. takes. Scorching hot takes. Like right. I'm burning. It's the sun is in the room. We're dead. That's how hot it is. Okay. Um, I love it. But I, I, love, I really enjoyed it. I love that. Like, that's what makes sports radio fun is talking about preposterous things that just don't make sense, but can, in a way, maybe make some sense if you really uh, try and convince yourself. Uh, Alex, I will say, uh, Matt Rose sounded very convincing at times, pr- uh, trying to make a case for the Dragons. The Michael Stone one was pretty good, oh. right? I'll yeah. skip Bayless hot. I pulled up his <laughs> junior numbers for gosh That sakes. was good. That was good. I'm glad you came prepared. I'm glad you did it. Was that was that your favorite one, Alex, or was your favorite part just playing stupid dragon sound effects? Well, yeah, I I got like we got a text about this too, but yeah, Matt, you were very good at that. Yeah, like, congr- like that's great. You hit the ground running. So. Now uh, let's go quickly around the room because we have two minutes to go. Who's our next guest of Dragon's Breath? Who's gonna Who's gonna play along? You think? Because hmm. Julian was perfect. Julian was great. I know Julian. He knows the type of he knows the tenor of the shows. I do you like know to who do. might be fun to have on is Pat Steinberg. Oh, <laughs> and get him to agree with the smoking hot takes. That'll be difficult. <laughs> 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 That's where I lean into the whole just uh, like making up stuff on the fly, saying it with confidence. Yeah, I can do that. No problem. You know what? Pat and I are getting together for beers soon. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna You're float, gonna float the it? dragon's breath idea his way because I'd love you might to hear have to get a couple Michelob Ultras in him before is that, he what, is that, that his drink of choice low carbs it's true keep keep the figure tight well if you see that guy if that figure's tight okay Pat Steinberg uh, next week next Friday I think is a good dragon's breath day especially fresh off their season opener that's gonna be a good addition. Next Friday. Uh, Let's wrap up the poll question before we say goodbye. As a Calgary sports fan, how invested are you in the Blue Jays playoff run? I have a Jays tattoo. I'm in if they go deep. Meh. Go Flames. 34.2% of our listeners say, I have a Jays tattoo. Let's go BJs. We'll have the game for you at 2 o'clock right Mm -hmm. here on Sportsnet 960. Excited to watch some baseball. And we'll talk about it on Tuesday when we're back. Because either the Blue Jays are done or or we're looking ahead to an ALDS series. Big Puma. Big dip, 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 big Puma. And we're gonna we're gonna strive to get uh former manager John Gibbons on just so I can do my terrible Gibby impression. He uh, would love time. it too. Have you interviewed him since he started doing his bit? No, I haven't no, I have oh, but it's... I've interviewed him a few times. He's great. I taught him about hashtags like two weeks into the whole Twitter thing. Oh. Because remember he was doing the hashtags all together? 
Yeah. Yeah, I taught him he had to space, space them out. Yeah. So then people, if they searched it. So I think I should be getting some sort of royalty from this new pod he's doing or something like that. You probably should. Yeah. You should ask him that. I should. Hey, John, can you wet my beak? Uh, speaking of wetting your beak, uh, Lotto Max has over $120 million in prizes <laughs> up for grabs tonight. With a jackpot of an estimated $70 million plus an estimated 56 million max millions. That's over 120 million reasons to get ready to maximize your dreams. Dream to the max with Lotto Max and Friday's estimated combined prizes of over $120 million. Must be of legal age. I got to say, I've had a lot of fun uh, my first week here. I'm looking forward to a lot more shows. uh, Mm -hmm. And we'll be back Tuesday. Big thanks to Alex Brody. Patrick Dumont, you, Maddie Rose. Uh, We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Have a terrific weekend. Bye.